Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we'll be talking about, as like I said on the previous episode, we'll be talking about UFO and alien related topics for the next couple of weeks. Um, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do uh, since we haven't been really doing a whole lot of that. And ever since the in the government talking about releasing or possibly releasing, I should say, about, you know, some of the things that they have as far as like information about UFOs and I know that's been something that's been talked about on the UFO community and people feel vindicated in more ways than one because all these years people out there calling them crazy and seeing something else that's yeah. not UFOs that's you know, they're seeing, oh, what they're seeing is flares, what they're seeing is airplanes and satellites, and these people don't know what they're talking about, and this and that. And I feel like, you know, people feel vindicated because mm -hmm. the U.S. finally came out and said, you know, yeah, there's some stuff happening, and you know what? We, we don't know. We don't know what's happening with the skies over the U.S. and what we're seeing out there and we don't know how to explain it and so i mean that takes a lot because you know other countries and in, in other places their government has come out and said you know years ago saying that they didn't know what these these things are and that they're definitely out of this world because the technology that involves these aircrafts is way beyond the years that our technology is currently at. And I think that's that's something that we need to take a look at. And we need to see almost like a revisit of all these other people who have said they encountered these aliens, these extraterrestrials. And the person that we're talking about today is George Van Tessel. And he's a very interesting guy. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the history of where he's born and everything that, <laughs> you know, because it's, you know, you could find it anywhere. I mean, you can find it on Wikipedia and that information is there. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into the timeline where I feel like everything begins. Right. Yeah. And so, you know. Um, I know we just saw the documentary of his life, uh, especially with him developing the uh, his machine, you know, that he called. What did he call it again? The Integratron. The Integratron. Uh, and there's the, doc the documentary that we saw is uh, Calling All Earthlings. So it is kind of based on him and, and this Integratron that he built. And I feel like his kind of uh, his journey kind of starts with him meeting Frank, Frank Kreiser, right? Mm 
yeah. And he lived under this the giant rock um, <laughs> that uh, that's in this place in the Mojave Desert. And this giant rock is very well known. It's been it's, it's actually called giant rock. The giant rock. So <laughs> and people know it. They yeah. if you're in the area and people know, or you heard of the story, you you know what it is. You know what it's about. And he lived under this rock. In it, under under it, uh, he carved like a home, basically. Rooms under. He literally um, lived under a rock. Yeah. Right. He lived under the rock. You know. <laughs> yeah. And you know what ends up happening is he meets George. George talks to him about it and this and that. And you know this is the place you should probably take. You know a visit. You know come on down, kind of a thing. And what ends up happening is um, sometime later, uh, George writes him a letter, you know, um, well, he gets a letter from Frank inviting him over like, hey, you should bring your family, you know, come over here. You know, I'll give you a portion of the mining that I'm doing this and that. And he agrees. But what ends up happening is uh, Frank one at some point uh, that he gets a visit. From the government, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had some questions about some possible Nazi stuff, right? Yeah. And I know you didn't want to do the history, but, like, it's around this time when there's, like, like the Red Scare, right? Right. And then there's a the whole Nazi Germany not too long ago, so... Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. It's, it's full swing and all that stuff. Paranoia, right? A lot of paranoia. And... You know, Frank locks himself down there and he says, you know, I'm not coming out. I'm not, I'm not coming out. He's not coming out alive. He's not coming out alive. Yeah. Like they're ba- not gonna basically. <laughs> and what ends up happening is he sets it off uh, a dynamite and he blows up him and his dog, yeah. um, you know, which sucks for the dog, you know, uh, through no fault of his own. And a giant piece of the rock cracks off. It's still there. I mean, you go and you see it. Uh, you can see where the blast happened. And again, this area is very sacred, you know. And what ends up happening is there's a purchase about the area around this. And the the purchase goes to Van Tassel. And so he establishes this area for himself. And what he ended up doing was he brought his family and he created this like, uh, you know, uh, like an airfield. Right. And he did a cafe in this area as well, where his wife cooked. Mm-hmm. She, what did she cook? She cooked like uh, she started to get known for her burgers and her apple pie, apparently. Right. And that she, she might have overshadowed him a little bit. with Yes. Her. Because people were showing up for the apple pie. Mm -hmm. And Van Tassel was kind of like a second (laughs) thing, even though he was he was setting up for the main attraction. Yes, he was supposed to be like the main attraction. And what ends up happening is that this cafe of of his uh, of his wife actually ended up being the, the thing that everybody was coming to. And, you know, people who sat there. Uh, at the little cafe eating their apple pie, you know, they would hear Van Tassel talk. And so, you know, there was something about the area. You know, there was this electricity happening. There was this like a magnetic field kind of a thing. And it was very special. And the local Native Americans knew this. You know, they knew that this area was very special. 
it brought people and he started hosting these these like uh, spiritual uh, events these meditations uh, and it became like this weekly thing that he started doing and you know this is around like around August of 1953 and when he, he was doing this he starts to experience this communication with aliens, right? Uh, from the planet Venus? From the planet Venus. <laughs> you know, um, they invited Tassel to enter their, his spaceship. At some point, I guess, they, they showed up. Because the story goes that, I guess, when they actually appeared to him, he was asleep. Yeah. And I think his uh, future br- uh, son-in-law was also in the near, uh, nearby and he was also asleep and both of them heard this noise coming from outside and it's what woke him up well, the son-in-law i think says he saw like a ship right right and then george Rontasso was like awoken by it mm-hmm. like he he meets the the guy the alien or whoever contacts him before he even sees the ship right how he t- told it right 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 but they both experienced some kind of contact yes and he was downloaded with this, like, you know, this uh, this construction map, this diagram of information of what to build, right? Because the thing is, is like, hey, this thing can help you, um, you know, rejuvenate yourself, you know, 30, like 50 years. Or regeneration, like basically. You're like turning back time, like literally. Yes, turning back time. Because what the alien was saying was, we don't live long enough. To be able to see things through and kind of like experience the the a knowledge that would one person would be able to figure out and improve the world kind of a thing. Yeah, like to save the world. Right. Like you have to live a little longer to figure things, things out. out. Because by the time you start to figure that out, you're on you're your at way the end out of the life cycle right you're at your end of the life cycle so we as humans don't get to live long enough to experience anything like that so what this alien was like you know hey you could extend your life and one of the things that you know if you listen to the interview that uh george uh, van tassel gave is that you know this alien was you know he looked like he was tw- in his 20s late 20s and but he was a he was over seven hundred years old or some shit like that. Makes you think, right? Like when I heard that, it was like all those uh, biblical yes people that, that were exactly like it makes yes. no sense. But then you're like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, you think about it. All these biblical figures. How do they get all their guidance? And right, the, not you know. well, not just that guidance. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, ancient alien believers mm-hmm. believe that some of these people that were biblical figures weren't just regular humans you know they were of something else because we go into the idea of uh you know these sons of god and daughters of you know you know of adam and eve kind of a thing where these people were born out of these aliens and these people possess certain gifts therefore living longer i mean you listen you think about it uh, Noah, right? Mm-hmm. Look how old he was. You know what I mean? He's Moses. Moses. You get all He's these figu- <laughs> figures, yeah, and you get all these figures, and you start to think maybe there's something to that. Like you it know? makes everything seem like a tall tale, but then you're like, well, if you factor in like 
this other possibility. Like, okay, right. maybe. Yeah. Maybe some of these things did happen. It's just, it's not, we think it was happening. Exactly. It's not exactly like that. But, you know, and the reason I'm revisiting is because, you know, these files, these important phenomenons that happen to these individuals, I feel like they're clues. If you start putting things together, they're clues of a bigger scheme. You know, there's something else. And once you start putting it all together, you start to figure there's something going on, right? There's yeah. obviously something going on far beyond our understanding because there's a bigger picture at play. Now, George here had this diagram, this construction to build, right? And he built it in a way that obviously he understood what it was because this information was downloaded into him. And so what ends up happening is he starts constructing this shit right he starts to build it and one of the things about this structure is that it has no metal no nails right because the way it works now the, a lot of if, if you look it up a lot of the information and a lot of the description of it is what one can describe and is described as very tesla mm-hmm. you know there is a tesla science behind it and also compared to like the pyramids like it was so like well planned out you know it yes. seems so simple to the eye but then you look at it and it's like well the calculations align with this and everything you know every angle and every this like the way the energy moves through it the way the acoustics everything is like really really planned out oh, yeah and it's there's nothing to say that there's flaws in the structure you know there's you look at it from the documentaries and you don't see any of that. You know, you look at it and, you know, the way that he jumped on building it the following year after his experience, you know, he started to build that. And it was his and the, and the thing is, it wasn't just this rejuvenation thing. It was also supposed to be a time machine of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of information about this, you know, like what. What if the full capability of it? Because one of the other things that was supposed to happen is once it was built and running, is that there was supposed to be an alien being coming down into this structure and then fixing it. Yeah. Adding and doing other things. Makes implementing. you kind of wonder why didn't they just build it for us? Right. Well, yes, it makes you. It took him 18 years to build this right. structure why 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 didn't they just come build it themselves right is that because and, and I'm, I'm thinking is was it supposed to be a teleportation type of device not just a time machine because if this information was downloaded to him and was it because these other beams are from somewhere else or were these other beams took them that long to get here that they needed someone to construct this. Either way, you start to think about it, you know, why didn't they help? Right? I mean, you start thinking if these... Indiv- like if you know what you're doing and this guy has no idea what he's doing. Not no idea, but you know what I mean? Like... Right. Why not assist? <laughs> it seems weird, but I mean, that's... No, yeah. No. Um, uh, and it's a good, very good question is like, why not... Why not like, like help out? Plan? Like what was the plan? If you really think about it, you start to wonder like, you know, exactly that. 
what was the real plan? Was it a Trojan horse type of thing? You know? Opens a portal, a whole fucking army comes out. You wasn't know? supposed to be for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't supposed to. It's a door, but it's not for us. Now, you know, you sort of wonder uh, all this information, right? Now, as this, as he starts constructing this, you know, he starts to build it. He needs money and stuff. And so, you know, he there was people donating and whatnot. And m- most of the, the money came from him. And, you know, he, like, if you know his history, you know that he worked uh, for Lockheed. You know, he worked for... Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. You know, he worked for Howard, Howard Hughes as a pilot. Yeah. And Hughes was a good friend of his. And apparently he had used uh, his um, landing strip to come and visit him a couple of times. And a few times he came with money. And since both him and Hughes had a, you know, distinct, I felt responsibility uh, about uh, nuclear bombs... You know, they had this, uh, you know, feeling of an opinion, a strong feeling of this opinion that none of that should really exist. Uh, You know, the use of these atomic bombs type of thing. And so if you think about it, you know, a lot of these aliens, these UFOs started appearing almost right after the use of these atomic bombs. Yeah. You started to wonder what what else was that play? Like, did you you trigger that, you know... Exactly. Drawing attention to ourselves sort of thing. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You start to wonder if if any of that was triggered uh, for these people, for these aliens, for these uh, extraterrestrials to visit Earth. And I think it's a very important question to ask yourself if any of that really had any kind of consequence of that. And so what ends up also happening at the same time, you know, as he's going around asking for money, you know, Hughes is, you know, having issues with the government and stuff. And then he locks himself in Vegas. So it was around the same time that unfortunately he can't see Hughes. And it's never really explained why. But as we later know, is that he was locked up in in this uh, room in Vegas. And so, you know, a lot of people thought he was having a breakdown and stuff like that. And many people didn't want people, other people to see Hughes. And he had an idea, Hughes actually had an idea of changing Vegas, but that's a whole other story. But with Van Tassel, you know, he was building his thing and he unfortunately had some, someone was following him. Now, it's very unclear if this person was directly working with the government or was just a people, right? Or people or someone uh, contracted uh, by the government to work as a, a local spy, if you will, because the FBI was very known to doing that. And these individuals were called assets. These were assets uh, to the government. And these, as any other asset, these assets are what, you know, you would see as liquidifiable. Now, that means that these assets could be burned out. In other words, the government can deny that these assets ever worked for them. You know, and they're very prepared to doing whatever it took to get rid of some of these assets. Now, these individuals were keeping tabs and reporting back to the FBI. We know this because there's disclassified files from the FBI. You can actually go to the FBI's website and you could find the information of George Van Tassel. Now, they were keeping tabs on him. Now, all these people were reporting without the FBI putting themselves in the reply section, if you will, to these reports, which is very smart if you think about it, because there's no reports, there's no receipts, if you will, 
of them replying to these individuals other than, oh, thank you, we received your information, kind of a thing. You know, making it seem like, oh, somebody submitted some information on George. You know, kind of a like, thing. Like, thanks for your weird snitching right. on George Van Tessel. Exactly. Because so that's what they sounded like. They sounded like back-in-the-day Karens who were yes, just like, very back oh, in the day I Karens. saw something really weird and they were talking about this and maybe you should look into you this. You should look at them. You know, maybe they're spies. Maybe they're the, almost Very, kind of, like, dangerous, busybody kind right. of. Right. And maybe, you know, oh, maybe this is a big cult like the Mansons kind of yes, a thing. Yes, there was comparisons to the Mansons because like, it was like fuck? gatherings in the desert. You know, yes, like... there were these gatherings in the desert and then comparing them against Manson. Now, these individuals who had no lives, clearly, uh, were reporting on George. Now, you know, George is getting ready to fucking like have this thing up and running and built. And, you know, apparently a couple of times he was kind of put on a standstill because you know various things happened and he wasn't able to you know fully finish and a couple of times you know he was ready to operate you know something wasn't working or something something always came up where he, he ran out of money kind of a thing and so at some point you know he was uh after constructing this dome, I mean, and this is a huge dome, and I, I, again, I strongly recommend to go take a look at it because it is very interesting to look at uh, once you look at the structure because, again, the way it works with the uh, electricity and this ring that's on the outside, the way it spins and it conducts this electricity, and it said if you're, if it's not done right or if it's not done properly, you could disintegrate, basically, like uh, half of California. <laughs> it could blow it could blow up and, and take down half of Southern California. And so, you know, there was all these dangers with it. And so, you know, it was very interesting. And one of the things that that helped Van Tassel also is that he wrote all these books talking about how he rode the flying saucer. And so a lot of that helped with again with the building of this area. Now, what ends up happening is you know, after the for the construction of the uh, Integratron, uh, he, you know, proceeded to kind of like, well, you know, get things going. And, you know, he also had someone publish some of his stuff. Right. Uh, there was like a, this guy who had his own printing uh, shop out there in the desert, you know, uh, that said, hey, I can help you print some of your your thoughts kind of a thing. Yeah, it was like a little publication where people would donate to, and they could get this letter from him. You know, this publication from him. Well, was was that for that or his books? Uh, but I mean, either way, he had said he wanted to be published, right? Yes. And all of a sudden, he meets this guy. Who right. Does he publish he was having publications of these little things that he was the doing. The proceedings. The is proceedings. What yes. And uh, it was like for people to read. I guess probably also donors, right, who were interested to kind of see like. How everything was proceeding? Well, yes, like- <laughs> because in, in this, I mean, because like I said, this was happening in 1978. The proceedings. Now, this is a quarterly publication of his College of Universal Wisdom. Now, they did reporting on the device that it was 90 percent complete. Uh, again, true to his original thought that you know he was going to do it and it's going to be planned out, and he was going to be the test pilot for it. And I think his wife was also going to participate in that. Uh, to have that, uh, what, what you call is the human ex- experiment part of it. Now, what ends up happening is about three months later of the proceedings carried a, a photo of George at Van Tassel that covered 
that he had passed away. That he had suffered a heart failure. Like a and, massive heart failure. Yes. And, you know, he died in February 9th of 1978. And what uh, was the unfortunate part is he never got to run it. And he was so close. He was so close. Was and sweet. I think that day he was actually said to be interviewed mm-hmm. somewhere. But you know what the fa- the weird thing is that I never saw what the television show that he was going to be interviewed for. Like, I don't find anywhere what this television show was supposed to be. Nowhere. Nowhere do I find who was interviewing him. Mm, I thought I saw it somewhere. Now, as Pandora looks for that, uh, now the family apparently never got to see the body because his second wife had him cremated. And, you know, there's a suspicion of that because it was said that Van Tassel was in good health. And his second wife uh, had access to certain medicines. And it is believed now, again, it's what's said out there in the community of what it's found. And what some of the family members have said is that they believe that something uh, and it's several things, actually. One, one and one of the main ones that I've heard is that though his second wife has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. That maybe she was part of the conspiracy to silence him. One is that these men in black followed him a lot and had him taken out. Also, the fact that, you know, he has some technology that, again, many compared him to Tesla type technology that was taken by the government or by a uh Another contender government like Russia or China or some uh, or some other kind of government uh, that possibly took that from him mm-hmm. there. I mean, again, these are quite a bit of conspiracies because apparently also Van Tassel used to talk uh, to some of his associates about him being followed by the said men in black. Yeah. Uh, he received phone calls that he should stop what he's doing. Hard to be quiet about certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the wife thing is kind of crazy, too, because even uh, his like stepsister, right? Right. Van stepsister wasn't buying the whole thing. Right. I mean, one, it's kind of weird to just have him cremated just like that In, prior yeah. to even letting the family know right like daughters like next of kin right that right. he had passed away so like that's already weird but then no prior health history that you know he could have had a heart attack it's obviously possible right but like the that wife was a chiropractor mm-hmm. and so they're like well she would have had access to like a medical means of uh, inducing of death inducing death right. yeah so i mean that's that's a possibility, but then I know in the documentary they mentioned her being kind of weird. Like she was going and looking into like Mayan like 
sacrifices of family members, right? Or like right. Stealing, stealing neighbors' kids or something yeah, like that do, and sacrifices. sacrifices. And she would come back and paint the and stuff paint them. and like lock herself she, in her trailer. She, yeah, she ended up barricading herself in the trailer. And what ends up be also happening is that she uh, had a f- high fence constructed around her trailer. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like she had been married twice before and then her, those husbands had died mysteriously. Right. She's like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, And and, uh, one of the things is that his Van Tassel's papers, his documents, his plans Mm -hmm. disappear. Uh, And the the other thing is critical component. You know, the technology behind it disappeared as well. One of his associates arrived at the compound and found that there was people looting. Uh, some of the technology. Like how do they even know to show up and come loot? Like that, that's right. all weird. Because he found out through the family that this had happened. So who else notified them? Who were those individuals? Were they really looters or what? Were they really looters? Exactly. Or were they working with the government looting some of this information? Because you know when Tesla died, the same thing. All his stuff got just uh, taken. Yes. We don't know what happened. Right. All his documents, all his tech, all his uh, patents for this and that. Uh, and, and also uh, William Reich also who was tr- figuring out a way to kill off cancer cells without harming the body and that was a huge tech that would have helped individuals you know in times like now where cancer is affecting even children you know he built this small little um, it was like a weird like almost like a weird box that you could just sit in you mm-hmm. were sitting naked and it ran in a way that it would somehow with the air uh would kill these cancer cells and he had this technology and the same thing happened to him you know this shit was stolen from him and you know you start to wonder what happened to all these individuals you know were they killed off by our government or uh a another government of some kind of foreign government that found out that you know these individuals were working on something special because that also happened to several other people people who were inventing uh cars that were working on pure hydrogen uh people who were working on levitating type platforms that would use magnetics that also their tech got stolen uh, that also can be referenced as Tesla type technology. And so you have a lot of these individuals, a lot of these scientists and engineers who are being, you know, um, silenced, silenced, ones, but yeah. also like ripped off or just kind of like and swept c- under the rug with possibly all their findings. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's one of, one of those things is very unfortunate. And you look at the documentary, on all this and you can see the people who worked next to him who helped build this dome uh you feel that these people were robbed of something great of huge potential for the possibility of one extending extending your life time travel uh, possibly even traveling through through space you know we we don't know what this could have this type of technology could have done i mean besides extending the youth which would have been great for a lot of people if you can imagine some of our greatest scientists 
you know, extending their lifetime to figure out some of our problems here. Yeah. I mean, that would help so many. But it's almost like, where's the money in that? Where's the profit? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's almost like, one, if it's a company or companies that don't want this sort of thing to be available, right? Because, like, like for example, cancer treatment, right? Like, there's so many pharmaceuticals out there that would be put out of business if you could just cure it. Right. No, yeah. Free energy, like what Tesla, Tesla wanted was to do. Right. It's like, okay, so... We'll kill the market of, you know, J.P. Morgan fucking <laughs> charging uh, the use of electricity. Yeah. It's always like, okay, not enough profit for whoever's invested in it or just too much power in the hands of just ordinary people, right? Like the government right. can no longer control this whole aspect of people's lives like right what, what are they gonna do then well not just that because like if if people can wing themselves off oil you know it 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 would kill an industry that's been going on for a while and an industry that kind of like the government kind of runs and other people run and so this wouldn't help uh those people who have been established into this which sucks because right now there's a war going on. You know, there's a war of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have all these companies investing in electric cars, right? And you have all these new companies who are new, not like your Fords or your Chevys or your Hondas and all that. You know, you have companies that you've never heard of. You know, obviously there's Tesla. That's out there. Uh, but there's other v- companies like Lucid. That's another company that's coming out that is potentially a big contender against something so huge like Ford. And so, you know, what happens to these companies that are trying to reinvent the wheel in a certain way that no longer operates with oil, you know, using gas and it operates on battery. What happens when someone recreates the hydrogen car? Shit, that now, you know, the battery is out. Yeah. You, you have a car running I on mean, water. I mean, this eventually happens to industries, right? Like, right. But I think it's also the fact that some of these guys like Van Tassel and, and Tesla wanted to make it like a free thing. Right. Like, no, I don't want to monetize this. It's just going to be, here you go, humanity. You know? Yeah. Like, here's a gift. Here's a gift to you. Whereas everything else, I think, yeah, I may replace the previous thing and change the whole status quo, but, like, someone's still going to make money off of it, right? Exactly. It's when somebody doesn't want to make money off of it that it becomes a threat. It becomes a problem. It's yeah. a problem now. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it's a huge issue. I, again, like I said, I strongly recommend to you check it out. Check out the documentary, and it is... Interesting. I think it's called Calling Calling All Earthlings. Calling All Earthlings. It's a documentary. And very interesting. It's Again, on Amazon. Check out George. You know, check <laughs> out his work. Go visit the place. You could go and uh, I think you have to schedule a visit, right? To yes. Kind of, yeah, uh, they work off reservations. Uh, but there's a site, right? The Integratron.com. Yes. Because you can still visit it. Obviously, it's not a functioning. <laughs> piece of machinery like right. it was intended to but i mean as a site it's like a historical site you can still go in there and do the sound bath the sound baths they, look pretty cool that they i do. feel like i feel like i think and this is something that i talked to you about that i feel like uh 
in a way, this meditation, because here's another thing that we didn't mention is that Van Tassel used to meditate on this rock, mm-hmm. on the rock that's out there. And, you know, again, like I said, this place is sacred. You know, the local natives felt and knew that this area was very sacred. There's actually a picture that the sheriff took. Yes. And there's a thing floating out there above this rock. We'll have that posted uh, to you guys again through our Facebook and Twitter. So you can check a it out. Very wild picture. It's, it's from re- what year was that? That was like. Uh... Shit, man. I don't remember. Um, that was right after he started doing um, these uh, fucking uh, conventions. So this is like in the probably in the 70s. Is yeah. Like, it does not seem like something you would have just easily faked like that back in the day right no 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 this is definitely something you couldn't fake and again this is a sheriff who took these pictures and i think that it was pretty fucking amazing skeptic to like holy shit i think i i, I believe got something <laughs> you know he became a believer because yeah because he took these pictures and you know i think that there was definitely something to that and again like i was saying you know he would go out there and meditate and he would speak through like in not in tongues but he would speak through like in if he was having a conversation with an alien and you know he would be the one vocally translating what it was being said and you know one of the things like i was saying is native americans thought this place was special people from the four corners thought this place was special and we've talked about the four corners before yeah and this is one of the things that again i feel like this is important to way that you everybody who's listening should go and check it out again revisit relearn everything and check it out i mean for yourselves and you know try to see if there is something there because i believe that there is something there there is something to look at and figure out that there was something being communicated in a way to help us out and so and 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 i can and i was talking about those sound baths i feel like that meditation is a way of hopes of Someone else, maybe, possibly. Being the next George Van Tassel? Yes, in a way, downloading some of that information. Because people say they come out of those, like, well, you know, obviously, like, relaxed or whatever. But, right. like, experiencing altered states of mind. Mm-hmm. And the acoustics in there Are, is kind of crazy. Right. I mean, obviously, we, like, we haven't been in here, but there's a video, or I think there's several videos on their site. Mm-hmm. And they had one right with Anthony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain that yeah. he visited the place. Mm-hmm. And the one of the women who runs the place now, like you hear as she walks through the room, how she's talking like on camera, right? And like the the frequency of her voice changes completely just by moving over like a couple feet to the side. Yeah. And so it just goes to show like the way everything was built. It has this really crazy effect. Like, I can only imagine what it's like to be there in person. I mean, I can only imagine what would have happened if it was fucking running, fully operational. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been a sight to see. Uh, again, like I said, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Tell your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, visit our Facebook and our Twitter. You can check out the new content that we're posting. We're posting a lot of videos. Uh, everything from ghosts, paranormal, and other UFO videos. And let us know how we're doing. Tell us if you want to hear about a topic. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Later, guys. Later, guys.